God thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. We welcome your presence. Seat yours by yourself. Oh, reach out to our souls, O Lord. In places where no man can reach, we submit ourselves. We release ourselves. We yield to your spirit. And we ask that you do your work in our midst tonight. Don't let this be a religious gathering, O Lord. Let it be an encounter. An encounter with your person. An encounter with your power. An encounter with divinity himself. Thank you, Father, because our lives will never remain the same again. Let your words in my mouth go forth as fire. Let it burn in our hearts. Let it change our story. Let it relocate us to our desired places. Let it move us from where we are to where we ought to be. We submit ourselves to every counsel from the Holy Spirit tonight. And we ask that you take control in the name of Jesus. Take over my tongue, O oh Lord. Let me speak as an oracle. Your oracle. Let me minister specifically to your people. And help me to function in the area of my calling. I pray in Jesus' name and everybody say Amen. Come on somebody shout hallelujah Thank you Hallelujah I sense the sweet presence of the Holy Ghost tonight Hallelujah Glory to God Tonight, I would like movements to be minimized, please. Let's settle down. Every time when it comes to the time of the teaching of God's word, it should be done with utmost respect. Get your writing notes, your pads. This is not the time to be moving around, moving up and down. Why is Mr. Beardon going up and down? Tell him to sit down. I don't need any distraction. Okay? So tonight, um, we'll be talking about the kind of a man a woman should not marry and vice versa. When I mean vice versa, I'm saying the kind of a man a woman should not marry and the kind of a woman a man should not marry. We are live on YouTube. We are also on Facebook. By God's grace from Sunday, we'll try to be on YouTube, Facebook, and IG, all the three. So I'm adding more work to the media work. They better get ready. Alright, so uh, if you're on Facebook, I will share the video. Uh, if you're on YouTube, I will share it. Pick the links on YouTube, please, and send it across board send it across board alright so the kind of a man a woman should not marry and vice versa why are we teaching on this area I wasn't even planning to teach this but I was studying this afternoon and then this topic just came up in my spirit and uh, of course it's been a while that we taught on relationships uh, 
for those of us that are single it will help us it will guide us for those of us that are in a relationship it's almost too late unless it's a wrong relationship and god forbid and those of us that are married uh, we can only use this teaching to adjust make corrections in our lives if we see some of these tendencies all right because nobody is perfect at the end of the day so number one thing that i want to mention here is don't marry anybody who is not integrated in a local assembly and ultimately in the body of christ why are we saying this <laughs> because you see even sometimes when somebody is a church goer or church attendee it's not always a proof that this person knows god all right but you want to do all you can to ensure that you get involved with somebody who is identified with a particular specific local assembly who is doing something there who is contributing serving working actively engaged to a large extent then you know that this person is submitted to a, a certain pastor and this person understands flow of authority this person understand uh accountability and so when it is at that stage it becomes uh a little bit more safe in quotes all right uh, but there was a story that I read in newspaper some years back. This girl and this guy, they were engaged. This girl, this lady was in the choir. He was engaged to this guy. We will often go to pick him in church and then drop him in church uh, with his SUV. He, he, he attends the church once in a while too. One of those days, he went to pick her and then told her that I need to get somewhere fast. Please, let's quickly go. So... Uh, so they went and then they were driving and driving, driving outside of Lagos and driving and driving. So the lady was worried. What's going on? Where are we going? And then he said, don't you trust me? What am I going to do for you? And all of that. So he kept on driving. All of a sudden, he switched over into the nearby uh, bush and then kept on driving in and in and in and in. By this time, the lady was screaming and shouting what's going on. He refused to listen. His countenance was changing. Drove into the thick of the forest came out with a dagger in his hands grabbed the lady put the dagger to her neck and started uh, decapitating her head and then the lady began to struggle real struggle she was very strong but the guy pressed the knife to her truth knowing fully well that all she will soon get wearied having lost a lot of blood but for God who is going to save this lady they heard some sounds of some men. And so this guy entered his SUV and drove away quickly with the intention to come back to do what he needs to do. What he wants to carry is the head of the lady. So he drove away. And the lady fell down in a pool of blood. And here were three men, hunters, that showed up. And they, when they saw what, what was on ground, the lady said, please help me, please help me. The hunters ran away. This is Nigeria, praise God try to help somebody somebody dies in your hands you're in trouble so the hunters ran away they refused to offer help and then this girl stood up in a daze of pain and loss of blood just kept on going and kept on going and kept on going and kept on going until she arrived in a small hut within the thick of the forest and an elderly man an elderly woman were there who tended to her put some herbs and treated her throat and all of that following day she was transported to the hospital it was from the hospital bed she was telling our story all right 
I can't remember whether it was Punch or Tribune I read it from, but it was one of those major newspapers years back, about seven, eight years ago. And so that you met somebody in church does not mean things are cool. Are you, are you with me here? You need to go a little bit further to ensure that this person is integrated. The pastor knows this person. Everybody knows him. They, they can vouch for him to a large extent. Now we can't vouch for ourselves ultimately, but to a, to a large extent, I, I, I know, I mean, if somebody comes and asks me now, well, uh, do you know Nifi? You know, I like him. I say, oh, okay, uh, I know Nifi now, but he's already taken. Find another brother, alright? You understand? So you can vouch for some people, but you mention some people and uh, you just go blank like, I don't even know who you are talking about. Now that, that may be a little bit risky. Because I know that when people stay away from the leadership of the church, it's usually mostly because they have hidden stops in their cupboard. Are you with me here? So you want to get involved with somebody who is integrated in Psalm 68 and verse 6. The Bible says God set the solitary in families. Can you see that? In families, this is a spiritual family. And God will set individuals in that family. So it's important that you identify with a spiritual family. It's important you get involved with what the family is doing. It's important you uh, contribute, you pay your tithes, you honor God with your offering, you join a unit, you serve God. That is integrating yourself in that family and that is very important. So that when it comes to the time that we want to vouch for you, we can rightly do that without fear or trepidation. When you marry someone outside of the body of Christ, the problem is that in time you become like him or you become like her, whichever way. In Psalm 106 and verse 35, message translation, the Bible said instead they intermarried with the hidden and in time they became just like them. Can we read together one, two, go? Instead, they intermarried with the hidden and in time they became just like them. You see, the person you marry, you become like. There's influence both ways. There's influence. The husband influences the wife. The wife influences the husband and that's the way it is number two kind of a person you should not marry don't marry a man who doesn't have a pastor or a mentor over him all right that's is that is extremely important because accountability is powerful if you get into trouble later and you will get into trouble no marriage is going to be perfect there is no marriage that will be devoid of uh, quarrels that will be devoid of misunderstandings that will be devoid of a little bickering here and there all of that is there now when those times come the bible says the wind will come the storm will blow when those times come who do you report him to or who do you report her to if he doesn't have anybody over him in Proverbs 1 5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. If you want to know a wise man that you want that you want to marry, if you want to know a wise man and understand and a man that uh, you want to say this is a good man, that man will be a man of understanding that attain unto wise counsel, listens to counsel. 
is a man that increases in learning. You find him making efforts to read, to study, to listen to messages. When he's confronted with weaknesses, he doesn't just say, well, that's just me. No, he makes efforts. He's reading, he's researching, finding out. That is, he's attaining unto wise counsel. He's increasing in learning. Be weary of people, of men, and of ladies that will refuse to increase in learning. What they knew 15 years ago is still what they know today. And the knowledge of 15 years ago cannot, will not sustain you in this time. It is not possible. He says, when I was a child, I think like a child. I speak like a child. I acted like a child. He said, but when I became a grown man... I thought like a man. You see, there has to be that transition from childish things into that adulthood stage. And this comes when you increase in learning. Are you here with me? Interestingly, your intellectual uh, efforts does not sometimes uh, help in this. There's a difference between intellectual knowledge and uh, when it comes to character development they are two ways apart so you can have somebody who is a professor but does not know how to master his emotions is somebody here with me you can know somebody who is a professor who is an angry man that cannot master his emotion slaps his wife slaps everybody around him but it's a professor so when it comes to intellectual you can't beat it it's brilliant it's sharp it's quick he has researches, he has journals, he has written, he's traveled out and presented papers, but you mess up around him a little mistake, he's going to blow it up because he has not mastered his emotions. Are you still with me? Or you've gone home? Amen. Alright. So number three, don't marry a man who doesn't know where he's going in life. There's nothing as frustrating as following aimless man have you ever seen anybody playing football without a goal post no goal post 22 men on the field oh yeah yeah pass 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 and then they pass and they dribble dribble and dribble and dribble and dribble and dribble but no goal post how do you know the winner that's the way a lot of people are they are playing football morning till night no goalpost they've not scored because they don't know where they are going are we scoring this way or that way they are not sure life is aimless you ask such people what do you do for life say I'm planning to travel is that a job you are planning to travel for the past 5 years and you are still on the plan that's not a job must you suspend your life because you want to travel while you are processing your travel or trusting God for an open door what are you doing see myself and if you were discussing some things few days back or was it yesterday we pray a lot as believers and it's good the Bible says men ought always to pray and not cave in Jesus Christ said can you not watch between an hour but the same Jesus Christ said I walk for the night comment when no man can walk. So your prayer must be complemented with work. In fact, when you pray, what you receive is wisdom and ideas. You pray and pray and pray, but you refuse to act. You are laid back. You are lazy. You enjoy sleeping, watching film, season movie, one, two, three, and you are angry there is no part four. 
Hydros twins, part one. Three hours straight. Your eyes were shining like this. If it's Bible you read now, verse three. Say, Pastor, I don't, I don't even know. Anytime I open my Bible like this, I just sleep. It's priority, it's value. The film is more important. You say, but you know, Pastor, the thing is that film is action. There's action in the Bible. Go to Old Testament. You see where David is killing Goliath. That's action film. If they put it on the film, would you watch? So go and read it. You say, hey, you know, Pastor, I like romantic films. All those uh, telenovela. You know, when somebody just come and stand for two minutes without saying anything and just be looking like a dance. And then go into Old Testament. There's plenty of story, Romantic stories there. Are you following me? Isaac and uh, what's her name? Rebecca. Very romantic. Jacob. Rachel. Leah. Think, you think the plot is not is the plot is not sweet enough? Okay, go and marry. Let them give you a wrong wife, and then discover next morning after wedding ceremony next day. Then you open the eyes. Say, who is this? I thought I was marrying Shade. This is comfort. What's going on? You just keep up being comforted. Praise God. All right. So you want to ensure that the person you are getting married to knows where he's going in life. There's nothing as tired as playing football on a pitch without a goalpost. In Luke 14, 28 to 30, the Bible says, For which of you intended to build a tower? Seated not down first and counted the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it. Less happily, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that beholding begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. What he's trying to say here is that don't follow any man who is not thinking, who is not planning, who is not working, who is lazy, playing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call those games now? Eh? PS. PS4. From morning till night. See, the, the guy is living in, in an unreal world. His mates are driving boats. He's doing his own. He's a computer. Don't marry a lazy man. Are you following me? Because it will be frustrating afterward. When you see your man sleeping by 11.30 a.m. By 1 p.m. He wakes up and puts you a stick in his mouth. By 3 p.m. He's still pressing full. By 5 he said, I want to stroll. <laughs> like, like one man. <laughs> that my pastor met years ago. He said, where are you going? He said, I'm stroking. Is really really stroke. It's paralysis. Don't worry, a lazy man. Are you with me? Every man must be hard working. You must be a thinker, a planner. What can you do now that you are not doing? You must think. You see, when the Bible says, when you pay your tithe, prove me and see if I will not 
uh, opened out the windows of heaven and poured it down a blessing. If you read it, say a blessing. The blessing there is not money, it's ideas. So you take these ideas and you do what? You work them out. Conversely, opposite, don't marry a lazy woman. Years ago, that the devil is said, I'm sure you remember that if you are my son in this house, don't marry a woman that cannot cook. Social media got exploded. What's the meaning of that? And that the devil repeated, I know what I am saying. And I am talking to my sons. <laughs> you see, because the wife, not knowing how to cook, has ruined a lot of marriages. As insignificant as that looks. Me, I'm telling you. I'm a counselor. When lady, seven days after her wedding, was sent into the street by her husband. Because she does not know how to cook. The guys told me, sent me SMS. He said, Pastor, I can't believe this. Ah. So I asked them, I said, what have you been eating? He said, on the first day, she says she's tired. That we should eat out. We went to buy uh, tantalizers, Mr. B. Second day, he said, eh, she is, you know, it's still on the moon. Okay. Third day, same thing. Third day, that's how she brought her conflicts and, and, and Goldimon. Ha. He said, by the fifth day, I told her, I said, I want to eat a bar. I want to eat a bar. I want to eat a bar. And the girl said, eh, eh, it's difficult. He, ah. And the guy sent him out on the street. I had to intervene. And said, please take her back first. Eh? And now ask her, is it that you don't know how to prepare a bar? Put water on the fire. Get Gary ready. That's when you hear them call, eh, eh, how many cups of Gary should I pour inside? Ah! in the house. Can I hear you? Amen? I didn't hear at all. Every lady in the house, can you shout amen? You must know how to what? If you're a lady here, you don't know how to cook. Come and spend one week in our house with Pastor Sophia. You will know how to cook. We just lock you inside the kitchen. If you like, don't cook for Pastor. We just lock you inside the kitchen. You say, this is Stew. This is vegetable. This is, oh yeah, cook. We'll give you a tab. Go to, go on YouTube. Be checking. Oh yeah. But it's after one week uh, you will know how to cook. I don't know how to cook. Food is important. Too. See, I'm a pastor. When I'm not fasting, food is very important, and it must be sweet. Not that you cook rice, maggie on one side, salt is dancing, staying on one side, see they are fighting themselves. Curry to pack herself to one side. Only on one side. Is this a lot? Are you following me here? You must learn how to work. And the reason any lady might be here who doesn't know how to cook is not because you don't want is that you don't have the capacity to cook is laziness because for example such lady can be brilliant in school so she knows how to do things she will know she may know how to wash clothes but that cooking there's something in her psyche that calls it work it is not work it is part of life 
Sometimes your husband can help out if he's led. If he's led, are you following me? There's yes, someone like that. They just enjoy cooking. They say, honey, sit down. Don't go. I say, sit down. I mean, go to the kitchen today. If you are blessed, you can marry somebody like that. But most men are not always like that. I've been led to go to the market for my wife. Early stage, you. First five years maximum. That time there is no there is no online ministry. There is nothing. Just Sunday, Wednesday, autumn. And I was not the senior pastor. I have been led to cook once in a while, but in the last eighteen years, no, it's last seventeen years. I can't remember being led at all. The Holy Ghost never told me. Just like the Holy Ghost never led my wife to wash car once. My wife wash car. Wash car. As in, as in wash car. She's never led. So we all know our jobs in the house. I've never asked my wife, can you please help me go and wash the car? How now? So she has never asked me, can you help me go and cook? It just does not work. But you can marry a husband if you are if God if God just arranges it, we say sit down. But hear me, he will not ask you to sit down forever. One day we just say, uh uh, dear now, should be uh, I like your stew. Mm-hmm. I want to like your own too. <laughs> All these ladies they have skills. Eh? They have skills. So every lady here, if you don't know how to cook, please go and learn. If you have to go to uh, culinary school or whatever, just go and learn. Go on YouTube. It's important. You must know how to make kamala. You must know how to make correct stew. It's not that you'll be mixing your color every time. Well, you know your husband has bed. Child crow will be hanging inside bed. If you look at the scriptures... The virtuous woman is a definition of hard work and industriousness. Check it. Let me show you. Proverbs 31. Let me read for you quickly 11 to 22 and show me if this woman is not hardworking. The art of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely. Every wife must do everything possible to make your husband be secured and believe in you. So that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. The, 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 the passion of the virtuous wife is to make her husband happy every time. She does him good. Come on, say, I will do my husband good. Whether we're married or not, say it, my friend, you'll be married one day. I will do my husband good as long as there's life within me. Verse 13, she seeks out wool and flax and works with willing hands to develop it. She's like a merchant ship loaded with foodstuffs. She brings her household's food from a far country. She rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her mates their task. 
she considers a new field before she buys or accepts it, expanding prudently and not cutting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. She, she's not cutting neglect of her cooking by assuming the duty of Facebooking or Instagramming. Are you still with me? With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyards. She guards herself with strength, spiritual, mental, physical, fitness, for her God-given tax, and makes her arms strong and firm. There's Are you following me here? She tastes and says that I gave from work with and for God is good. A lamb goes out, not out, but it burns up continually through the night of trouble, privation, of sorrow, warning away fear, doubt, and destroy. She lays her hands to the spindle, her hands hold the distaff. She opens her heart to the poor. She reaches out her feet out a field hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. She fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. She makes herself coverlets, cushions, rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is of linen, pure and fine, and of purple, such as that of which the clothing of the priests and the, oh my God, the virtuous woman is hardworking. She's a tough woman. She's not flaky, flaky, conflicts woman. Say what's wrong with you? Nyao nyao. What's nyao nyao? <laughs> She's a strong woman, and this has not to do, do with muscle. It has to. It has a lot to do with planning. A woman is naturally a person that multitask. See a woman who tending to a baby, cooking at the same time, and checking her phone. A woman multitask. It's men that can't multitask. A man focuses on one thing at a time. So when when you have a husband that focuses on you or your wife, you are blessed. You are so blessed. A man focuses on one thing at a time. A woman can multitask and do this and do that and do this. That's what you find this woman doing. She goes to the field to buy. Oh, to lose her job. Yes, I answer the spindle. Alarm does not go out. She's even leading daily devotional. Says spiritual food for, for the family. She does everything. Are you following me here? She's not a lazy woman. That's what it is. She's not the kind of woman that sleeps all day long. She's not the woman that is waking, writing vacancy, vacancy. I, I need job, I need job. No, she finds a job for herself. She may not have a job, but she, she's never out of work. Are you following me here? She's active. She's planning. She's thinking. And that is why you can't allow yourself to fill your mind. A lot of people, their mind is filled with negative thoughts. From past experiences, from abuse. So when your mind is filled with negative thoughts, rather than use your mind creatively for innovations for creativity you are busy with those negative thoughts and it wears you out you need to deal and expunge every junk every toxic feeling every feeling of unforgiveness bitterness all those things let them go free your mind and become that virtuous woman that God has created you to be when we hear virtuous woman, the only thing we are thinking is the woman that is not sleeping around. Mm-mm. It's hard-working woman, my friend. Hard 
working. Planner. The one that will tell us, don't worry. We are, we, are, we, are, we are safe here. Don't worry. We'll make it. Don't worry. That's a virtue. Come on, say I'm a virtuous woman. Every man wants to marry a virtuous woman. Make sure you are not a lazy man. Eh? Because if a lazy man marries a virtuous woman, the lazy man will just be sleeping every day. <laughs> don't be my wife. <laughs> don't be my wife. Bible don't talk. Say, make my heart day secure. I did I did campaign. My friend, you must compliment the virtuous woman. Both of you must be working. The woman must be making money. The man must be making money. Are you following me? Become a power couple. Power couple. Working together. Lay your hands on the spindle. Trusting God in this assembly for under 30 ladies who are CEOs. Of their companies. Organizations. Are you following me here? You are 27 years old. You are still still saying, Mommy, what are you eating? What did you cook? Seriously? Asking your mom, what did she cook? You say, Mommy, call me when the food is ready. Then you go back to your room and you are doing Facebook. Chatting nonsense. That will not bring any money. Tell, Tell a lady beside you, receive sense today. Are you afraid of these letters? Tell them the sisters. And tell every man, be sensible. Tell them, tell them, I'm the one that sent you. You must be hardworking. You see, if one of the spouses is hardworking and the other is not, the one that is hardworking will feel frustrated. Very frustrated. Out of love, your wife might be doing it. Out of love, I love you, I love you, I love my husband. After a few years, eh, my eyes will clear. I say, Oh God, you want to kill me early? The way we are going, you want me to die at 40 so that you can say it's not going to. You must, both of you must be working. You must contribute something. You must be industrious. You must, you must challenge God. God, what can I do? Show me, open my eyes. There's always something you can do. There's something you can sell. There's there's something. That woman was going to die of thirst, and yet there was water beside her. Hagar. The angel said, see water here. But because her eyes were veiled, she couldn't see it. There are lots of things you can do that can bring you millions. You just don't know. Say, God open my eyes. I am ready. I want to walk. Let me see. Let me know. The problem most of the time is you think you know. You don't know. You don't know nada. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. So, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see. Let me know what I can do. Let me know what I can engage in. You must keep on driving. You must keep on improving. You must keep on going on. Don't spend your time and teach your body to sleep. You sleep in the night. You sleep in the day. You sleep all the snoring all over the place. What's wrong with you? Sleep everywhere, sleep on ATM stand. When you sleep eight hours eight, eight hours a day, which is a standard for your body to get rested, isn't it? Eight hours a day. That means one third of your life 
you are unconscious because Satan sleeps 24 hours are you following me one third of your life you are unconscious by the time you are 30 you've been sleeping for 10 years by the time you are 60 you've been sleeping for 20 good years snoring away and that is good for your body for rejuvenation I have a problem with people who take siesta. Guys taking siesta. A man. And you are still less than 60. You are taking siesta. Really? Seriously? And they they even say, no, no, if if I don't do it, I'll have a headache. Have the headache now. Siesta. Three hours straight in the afternoon. When men are making money, millions when transactions are going on money is exchanging hands they are sleeping and having siesta the time to sleep will come are you following me here by the time a man is 90 years old he has used four and a half months tying his shoes those things we do we do we do you think time is not moving time is going and the time that has gone you can never ever relieve it again as in the one second that just left now is over you can't bring it back so think of all that time wasting activities not productive some of most of those richest men if you know how much they make per second it will make you think per second every second how much they are making it will make you think number four let me go on do not marry a man that you resent or you hate you love his money you don't love his face don't marry him wait till you find the person that you love his face Unless you wake up one day after wedding. Then you remember, ah, I have married him. Marry the person you love. Oh. Marry the person that is that is shocking you. That makes butterfly to fly. Don't marry the man that has removed every wing of the butterfly. The butterfly is just like this. You see the man, butterflies like this. Marry the man that when, when you hear his voice, hello baby, butterfly. I'm not just any old uh, village butterflies, colorful butterflies. Are you following me here? Uh, somebody say, hey baby, <laughs> the butterfly are dead and buried. They, they, they cannot even hear. Marry the kind of man that when you hear his footsteps, the butterfly just go like they follow each other that's the kind of person you should marry not the one that you married you are not even married you are with yourself six hours no conversation you are just looking at yourself like look at it baby talk now you to talk now talk now you to talk now I don't know what to say me too I don't know what to say yes I am too Somebody will say, What did this to you? <laughs> Enjoy your life in your wedding, in your marriage, people of God. Marry the person you love. I say, You love 
It will help you to stay focused. He said, for the Lord God will help me. I will not be confounded. Now that I've set my face like a flint. So you only receive the help of God when you are focused. When you are like this. I mean, you just married yesterday. Then you see another baby. You say, ah! She mistake. Ah! See the backside. Ah! What did I just do? Something is wrong with that kind of a person. Did they force you into it? It's not holding this. When they choose wife from you, from where you are, when they give back to you, like in coming to America, have they chosen the wife for the guy? For the guy, you are the one that went and said, "I love you. I want to marry you." And then you got married, and you are still looking at somebody else. You are not focused. And when you are not focused, you lose the help of God. For the Lord God will help me. I will not be confounded. But for my own, I have to set my face like what? I'm going to focus. You have to focus. Don't marry a man you resent or you hate. The person you want to marry should appeal to you physically, spiritually, mentally, everything lily lily. Must appeal to you. Amplified Bible says, Let us be as the loving hand and pleasant though, tender, gentle, attractive. Let a bosom satisfy you at all times and always be transported with delight in our love. I mean, God God can be wrong here. Yeah. God is saying you must be transported with our love. You see, the, you must try, you see the, the way butterfly will transport themselves. You must, you must see the person you want to marry and be excited. How can you? How can you be three weeks to wedding, and every time you hear his voice, <clears throat> hatred, bitterness? You don't go into that kind of relationship. Something is wrong somewhere. Are you following me here? Conversely, for a woman, for a man, now you should not marry a a lady that is always silent on you. In courtship, she won't say a word. Something is wrong. When a lady loves you, she talks. But when you are together, and she's just looking at you like this, you say, baby, say yes. You say, how was your day? Say, fine. Monosilibu answers. You need to question her. Do you really love me? Because in marriage is not going to change. She will be silent on you forever. Unless something radical happens. Look at Isaiah 64 verse 12. NIV. Will you keep silent and punish us beyond measure? Behind measure rather. See, silence is punishment in, in marriage. So as you are courting yourself, the man is always silent. He won't talk. There's a problem. The lady is always silent. She won't talk. She has nothing to say. Say, I do, I, you know, I'm a very introvertish person. He said, Why? There's nobody that is introverted when they're in love. Everybody talks. Are you following me? A spouse who does not speak should know that he or she is punishing the spouse. 
the environment around a silent person and a moody person is a controlled and manipulated environment go and study you understand what I'm saying when the person cheers up then everybody is allowed to cheer up when you two you don't go down hmm? has it not happened to you in your workplace if your boss come everybody will just para if your boss come hey what's going on here everybody cheers up it's a manipulated environment when people use silence to control people so you don't do that for your spouse and it begins in courtship you'll be telling you I'm a quiet person it's a lie when somebody is in love that person will talk you know when they are not talking they are actually talking inside they are not just saying it everybody is always talking inside but because that person does not really love you there is no capacity to translate the thoughts into words because the thoughts are not pleasant anyway so when the thoughts are not pleasant towards you or they are negative thoughts or they are adulterous thoughts thinking about somebody else preferring somebody else what is the person going to say anyway the person keeps quiet most of the time keep quiet nothing to say you, 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 you don't want to get married and then there's no conversation your husband shuts down on you for days good morning good morning how are you how are you I'm going to work I'm going to work too I was work fine what are we eating bread but I'm called no detox what's your problem it begins in courtship and if you're already married if you notice any kind of silence for even for five minutes break it is it down talk by force oh you are just passing he's, he's not talking light here keep silence on me here talk my friend don't allow it in your home whether you are the husband or the wife because it's both ways but sometimes as a pastor I'm meditating At that time, don't come and dominate you. <laughs> so, as a wife, if you are married to a pastor, you have to be sensitive to know he's studying. Or when your wife, your wife too might be studying, that one is different. You know, you know that space should be there. You understand? Now, if Osham is busy with work now, <laughs> she doesn't want any disturbance. Uh, that space should be there because it's work. But even in the midst of work, ah, there should be uh, just as small, small, you know. I say sorry, ah, five minutes ago, how are you? <laughs> that is the playfulness that should go with wedding. So in, in courtship, you are already former. You are already behaving like employee to employer. Dora, how are you? I am fine. How's your day been? It has been great. Full stop. forbid. Look at Isaiah 42, 14. Give me NIV. Will you keep, he said for a long time, I have kept silent. I've been quiet and I've held myself back. You, you don't want that kind of thing. 
do you know that relating with a silent person is the same as relating with the dead it's like the home will be the realm of the dead because the the graveyard has no has no sound psalm 31 and verse 17 niv look at what it says let me not be put to shame lord for i've cried unto you but let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead the realm of the dead is no for silence if your home is alive your courtship is alive your relationship is alive it should not be punctuated with silence and silence and silence and silence and silence and silence and most of the time when you get involved in sexual sin your relationship moves from verbal to sexual that's why you shouldn't do such things in courtship I mean you got engaged it's time to talk it's time to align yourself in your mentally, intellectually, and all of that. But as it's coming, it comes like an angry lion. No conversation. Sex. And after you are done, if the girl is a, is a believer, she feels guilty. So the guilt does not even encourage further conversation. Just sit down in one corner. The guy, the, the guy, most of the time, I don't know, maybe he's a believer or not, I don't really know. <laughs> God have mercy. When you speak, you create a refreshing atmosphere. Look at Job 32 20. He says, I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will speak that. So there's refreshing in talking, especially with your loved one. Are you following me? A person who is quiet always has his heart full of things, he's not saying. So the question is, why are you thinking and you're not talking? So the spouse must help to bring those things out. Maybe encourage the spouse, look, you can be open with me. See, don't worry, we can talk. We can talk. But sometimes the husband kills the voice of the wife or the fiance. She's trying to say, shut up! She's trying to say, how can you, how can you do, how can you do that? How? She said, oh no! So you, you, when you continually shut her down, eh? After a while, she'll have nothing to say. And the same way, especially a sanguine choleric wife can shut down her husband if the husband is phlegmatic. The husband is like, yes, because the, the, the sanguine has natural energy for talking. Before the husband says five, she has said twenty. God help them if both of them are sanguines. They will finish their lives. They will just combine it until they finish themselves. They are not being careful. So there has to be that balance. Are you following me? So you help out. You help your spouse. Finally, number five. Do not marry a man that will not develop himself and thereby keeps discouraging you. See, because he has not developed himself, he is insecure for your own development. It tells you you are too hasty. Slow down. Ah, life is not like that. 
See, the problem is that he is not developing himself. Which is why you must marry a man who knows what he's doing. Otherwise, that man is going to slow you down to his pace. He's going to bring you down to his level. See, marriage is a destiny wager. It will wage you together so much. You'll be so much into yourself. You'll be asking yourself, when did I become like this? It's, where, it's marriage. The influence is crazy. He said, do not go to an angry man lest you learn his ways. You are never an angry person. But you married an angry man, you become an angry wife. Over time. So, you want to marry a man who is constantly developing himself, improving himself, doing better things, always getting better. It's important. If he doesn't develop himself, he's going to think you are too fast, you're too quick. May God give you a husband that will let you fly. There are husbands who cut the wings of their wives. Say so you fly nowhere. You are not an eagle. The way I see you, you are just chicken, chicken, chicken. So you want to make sure you marry somebody who is going to help, encourage, strengthen, and release you to the world. And let you become all God has created you to be. Are you following me tonight? A man that does not develop himself, he doesn't read the Bible, doesn't read scripture, doesn't read books, doesn't even read newspapers. Only on WhatsApp and Facebook. And there's a way WhatsApp content deceives you that you are reading something. But it's rubbish. All those forwarded messages can waste your time. You can spend three hours reading them. Reading them. Reading them. Especially if you are some if you are in some unproductive groups. All kind of junks forwarded in your direction. Learn to mute your, 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 your group. And if you're in a group that is not helping you, get out. I was once in a group that belongs to our school, our old uh, all mates, and they were sending nonsensical sexual stuff. I find my level. You can, I hope you know you can leave groups. It's not by force. So. You see, why are they sending this thing? Leave! I don't even know. See what they send again. And you're watching it. See, see, see. Ah, what don't send. Ah, la yemi. How can someone be talking like this? Ah, Jesus. Hey, ha, ha. And you're watching it. Who is deceiving who? You're actually indulging in it, but you're trying to pacify your conscience. How can a human being send this kind of thing? Ah, look at what she's doing. Ah, this person is going to hello. Hey, ah, ah, ah. It's deception. What you should not see, you should not see. Are you following me here? Beware of that guy that only watches football and cartoons. When somebody combines that two alone in his life, football and cartoon, you are in trouble. The time is not kicking you like football, it will beat you like Tom and Jerry. And if you try to correct him, he will dribble you. <laughs> Are you still with me? Magua marry a guy that does not know the meaning of temperament. 
He said, he said, what's your temperament? He said, eh? temperature, temperature. Uh, 32 degrees centigrade. I said, temperament. He said, tempera, what's that? He said, are you, are you a sanguine? Ah, no, I like sanding. I say, ah, my life is finished. He, you are not on the same page. He doesn't know temperament. He said, what's temperament? Is it temper or temperature? They didn't teach us that one in school. Where did you get that one from? All these books you are reading. Is even victimizing you by that now that you know too much. Are you following me here? You need somebody that you can converse with, you can talk on the same level. Not that somebody you share a joke and the person refuses to laugh. And then you have to de joke the joke before the person can get the joke. You crack a joke that normally somebody should laugh and the person does not even respond. You say, I, I just crack a joke, say which joke. And then you, you you crack the joke again, you say, hey, what's funny there? That's your asking, you know, that man asking. Oh, she get here. You have to de joke, de joke. Those things kill the vibings. They kill romantic vibings. Somebody that you're on the same. Are you following me here? All right. So the Bible says in Psalm 24, verse 5, a wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increased strength. So now let's go the other way. Conversely, as I begin to round up, don't marry a woman who does not believe in your dream or who thinks you are not good enough. A woman that does not believe in your dream. You tell the lady you want to marry. Say, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a pastor. He said, Paul, what? Is that your job? He said, but of course. He said, who is calling you? MTN or Yatel? <laughs> Already you know you are not on the same page. Are you following me? That's why if you are a minister or you know you're going to head up in ministry, don't go and marry a businessman's wife. See, there's a pastor's wife, there's a businessman's wife. There's a carpenter's wife. Are you following me? There's a pilot's wife. Also, not everybody can marry a pilot. Pilot who is gone for three months. Can you? You that you are clingy, clingy. You did not see him for two minutes. Where is he? Has he raptured? Where is he? Eh? So you 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 want to you want to look at yourself. To determine the kind of person you want to get married to. If you go and marry a businessman's wife as a pastor, she's going to turn the church into a business. After service, she won't say, What's the income or the offering? You say, How much did we make today? And she's not insane. She's a businessman's wife. How much did we make? They're like, Make Babu. And you will make it. I saying, how much is our profit? Ah! And that's the only thing she's thinking. And then she will confuse you so much. One day you come on stage to preach. You open your Bible to Genesis 55, Naira, verse 30. See, sorry. I mean, so marry the kind of person that is meant for you. This woman who thinks you are not good enough will keep comparing you to everybody she meets. Everybody she meets, he will compare you. 
He compared to everything, to driver, to cook, to anybody. Why? Because she's, she's never accepted you. She prefers every other man she meets as selectively will have emotional affairs with her. She wearies you and discourages you. An example of such a woman in the Bible is Jezebel. Jezebel discouraged Elijah. Imagine Elijah having fearlessly confronted 700 prophets of Baal. And then one woman, one shinkini woman, Jezebel, chased him and he ran. He ran. He couldn't face him. The Bible says in 1 Kings 19.4 He himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. A Jezebel wife causes her husband to wander about in the wilderness of ministry. A wilderness of business. If a man finds out he's already married to a Jezebel, what's he going to do? As a roundup. Revelation 2.20 Look at what it says. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel. So the Jezebel woman must not be allowed. So if you're in courtship, you still have the space to say no I cannot do this a woman that is continually discouraging you bringing you down telling you you are not up to anything you can't do this you can't do that weakening you uh, it's not somebody to go with are you following me here I pray for us today we will not miss it in Jesus name God's wisdom will be available for you he will direct you he will lead you in the way to go your marriage will be beautiful. Rise upon your feet and talk to God. Go ahead and talk to God. Go ahead and talk to God. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus' name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia. And part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shout so good center. Jesus and Hope's Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Dunamis, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shout to Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global, on YouTube at Dunamis Tunde Noah, on MixLR at KC Global. Visit our website www.kissesandhawks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kissesandhawks.com slash partnership God bless you